When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is the Rich Eisen Show. It's got to be America's team. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. It's got to be America's team. He truly believes it. We, the University of Michigan, and our fan base are the only ones who feel this way about this team. <laughs> Earlier on the show, ESPN college football and NFL analyst Robert Griffin III. Coming up, Fox Sports college football analyst Bruce Feldman, co-host of Good Morning Football, Jason McCourty, and now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, it is. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show on the air. Bruce Feldman's making his way to our studio. So much to talk about with him. The obvious with uh, Michigan and uh, the Big Ten having a court date on Friday, the day before Michigan takes on Maryland, and eight days before Michigan takes on Ohio State. I think that's top of mind. Are you more interested in watching the court date or the actual game against Maryland? Um, Well, uh, the game against Maryland uh, coincides with a huge basketball game involving Taylor Mattingly Eisen. Oh, so oh, oh, interesting. I think the court date is of uh, greatest interest. Is that televised? No, I'm. Is just that saying. on the Big Ten Network? <laughs> why? Is it? Think about the ratings for that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's part of the reason why they they suspended Harbaugh. You know, the ratings for Penn State went up. The ratings for Ohio State's going to be through the roof. Well, juice. I don't I'd, know. I'd rather watch Taylor's game. I don't know. I mean, you? you know what they probably did? They said let's let's suspend Harbaugh in advance. <laughs> ratings will go through the roof. We'll sell. 15 more four-minute-long commercial pods. The game will be five hours long. It'll be great. What if Harbaugh's oh, in on it? Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> honestly, it is it is maybe the most get-off-my-lawn old man thing. <laughs> I just I just seethe watching college football games, and it's just, just so like, long. okay, kickoff, uh, three and out, timeout. Commercial. Coming back, three and out, <laughs> timeout. Coming back, long drive, field goal, timeout, kickoff, timeout. Right. And it's just like, you know, it's so offensive to me. I don't, I, honestly, I'm offended. It's just like, well, you're, you're, you know, you are totally captive. We do not care how long the game takes. Oh, and then by the way, to make sure the tuba player gets their stay, you know, uh, we've got to have a half hour long halftime. Student athlete too. I get it. Yeah, their parents are watching too. I rich. get it. I know. I know. I know. If one of my kids starts playing the oboe, you know, I'll be like, "Damn straight, you should get out there and march." Yep. Rich, what offends you more, that as a college football fan, or the fact that Brockman was credited as an actor? Oh, great question. 
Uh, Brockman being Very credited nice. as an actor, Very honestly. Nice. <laughs> Seriously. Very Did nice. you see he gets credited as an actor and immediately they go on strike? <laughs> I was you, on thought strike. Was a, you thought it was about AI. <laughs> you thought it was about residuals and artificial intelligence? No. <laughs> no, no they not. struck because Brockman was referred to as an actor in a charity golf tournament. Hey, You're RG3, right. Right our previous guest, no. we were co-scene mates. That's true. In the, in the, uh, in the league. In an episode of the league. Right, I know. Right as Robert got drafted. With so. Trent Richardson as well, if I'm not Sad. mistaken. Yeah, I jinxed both their right? careers. How's you? <laughs> not me. Uh, also, there is a hot rumor in this town that Chip Kelly's seat is quite hot. Yeah, what's up with that? I don't know. We'll ask Bruce Feldman. And then, of course, there's the, uh, the pay plan. The pay plan everyone wants. The Jimbo Fisher pay plan. <laughs> I mean, it's not that. Which would be if there was a, if I was in a college football fantasy league, that would be my team name. Jimbo's paper. Yeah, right. Or <laughs> or, or Connor Stallion's uh, um, goatee. Yeah, fake goatee. Was it fake? Oh, I don't know. Was it fake? That maybe, like that's yeah. what I want to know. Also, know. that's what I want to know. When, when this thing finally disguise, investigated, finally investigated, fully and finally investigated, did Connor Stallions wear? Anything that he fake it up to get on the sideline like, of Central to, Michigan? Did he go to the student bookstore that day I don't know. and buy the hat and the sweater? W- one like, size like, fits most. Like, what was he doing? He was like face I man from know. a team. He had a hole in his van. Don't get, I mean, I still can't believe it. I still can't believe it. Well, Bruce about at least used the stickers, right? He used the eye black stickers. No, yeah, he put, he fake mustache. As a mustache. Yeah, yeah, the eye black, like the Reggie Bush six one nine things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was a mustache. I don't know. No, didn't, Bobby Valentine had sunglasses oh, in the mustache. God. <laughs> well. So, Bruce Feldman's going to join us. I don't think we're going to drill down that deep with him. Yeah. So, that'll be fun. I just got, I just want you two to be cool again, baby. That's all. So, I'll be straight up with you. Um, <laughs> is It's now time um, for my power rankings. Oh, nice. Oh. I, I did it this morning. As you know, I'm still a little jet lagged. Sure. Understandable. Um, around five-ish in the morning. Um, not Finkel, different five-ish. Um, boy, that's a very strange L.A. law joke I just made. Five-ish Finkel. Um, I don't know what that just popped in my head, but five-ish in the morning. <laughs> and uh, I wrote out my, my power rankings. I had the Browns in there. I think that's fair. I had the Browns. Well, I, I had mean, the Browns in there last week, yeah, and they just beat the Ravens. Right, exactly. You know, we're in my top five. They should be and, in there. You know, and 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 the Browns were in there, and I removed them. Really? I did. Oh wow! I did, and I know I opened the show by saying, "Hey, I got to see you know, I got to see the Browns play before I'm not going to say their season's done. They got a championship defense and things, but I took them out." So the line moves two points. You take them out of the power range. That's exactly right. And here it is, my top 10 uh, after week 10, entering week 11 edition of my power rankings. Hit it. This is my power rankings. You know, and I know Browns fans might sit there and say, really, this team's uh, in your power rankings and we're not. After they just lost at home, too. Uh, I'm not quitting on the Bengals yet. I'm not quitting on them, um, and um, this Sun Thursday night might prove it uh, to me. Is it looks like Trey Hendrickson will be able to play on Thursday night, despite hyperextending his knee in his home loss. It does appear the Bengals are going to have him back, and and again, I, I I still think the defense is terrific. I still think that the offense minus T Higgins 
uh, in this last game is terrific. I still believe in Joe Burrow, and I'm just not going to remove this team. I still think they're in the top third of this league, despite that shocking home loss. And we might learn that losing to the Texans is no shame at all by the end of the season. So they're number 10 on this list. Down four spots are the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're still in the top Ooh, third okay. of my list. I know you keep referring to them as Fagazi, um, mm. and that was a coming off a bye, disastrous home loss. Yeah, not what you want to do off a bye. I think they will bounce back at home against the Tennessee Titans this week. They're down four spots. They are six and three. I still believe they are um, going to win. Uh, I guess if you're in the top ten, you'll win two-thirds of your games. They already have right there. Six and three is exactly that. Uh, they are they are number nine on the list. Number eight on this list. New to the list. They are a top ten team. And the sooner everyone realizes it, I think uh, we're beginning to see it. The Houston Texans are finally in my power rankings. They are number eight on the list. They have a kid playing at the quarterback position. Lights out. Robert Griffin III came on last hour and said he's throwing in such a way that he's fixing the mistakes in real time of his route runners. Ooh. That's what he says. Impressive. That there, some of his young receivers are running the wrong routes and he's throwing them back into the proper route real time, recognizing it and shaking things off. And then defensively, um, I, I know they could have gotten beaten in Cincinnati, but they're winning games. It's so tough to close games. How many times do you see guys in this league and teams in this league unable to close? Texans are closing, and they've got Arizona this week. Let's see. This is what this is the first game, I think, in a while that they're supposed to win, right? Would you say? They're supposed to win this one. Yeah. 100%. A two-win team coming in. 100%. I know it's Kyler Murray coming in. Absolutely. This is one of those you should win. If you're eighth in the power rankings, let's yeah. see how they handle yeah, the that. the expectations are now real for them. Let's see how they handle it. Number seven on the list, they had, uh, I think, the best bye week ever. Uh, honestly, they have the best bye week ever. Everybody in their division lost. And they're getting Dave, Devin Achan back. The, the Miami Dolphins are up one spot without playing a game. <laughs> seven. They're seventh. They're seventh. I'm going to put them there because the teams above them are all winning teams that might beat them. They might beat them up because they've got tough defenses, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, as the Dolphins coming off a bye with a winnable game at home against the Las Vegas Raiders, they're seventh on the list. Down four spots from the second spot down to six. I'm putting the Baltimore Ravens right here. I think the Ravens would beat the Dolphins right now. I think they could do that bang thing on Miami, um, which is why I've got them above them right now. And the Ravens are seven and three. I've got them at six, at five. Back in my top five, up two spots. And if you don't like it, hope you're wearing a diaper. The Detroit Lions are right here five. at five. Seems low. Low. Okay. I'm putting them at five. Um, I think they're in the top five of this league. You think they're a little higher. Um, I love the way they play. But I'm putting the Cowboys above them. Hmm. And we'll find out. Whether I'm right here in week number 10 when they face each other. Let me get this exactly right because the Cowboys are going to, I think, make the Carolina Panthers rue the day that they're suiting up uh, at home against them. On Obviously, this is one of those games where clearly they could fall apart and, and have a problem when they punch down as they usually do. Um, the Dallas Cowboys are taking on the Detroit Lions in week 17 on a Saturday night. So we'll see if I'm right.
Um, we'll see what happens between now and then. I'm okay but, with that. Uh, number three, they're back on the list. I've, uh, I'm putting the 49ers here at three. That's what I'm doing it from off the list hey, because of a three-game three losing streak. Back up to three. Wow. Well, they beat you. I, I mean, why are you bringing up old stuff? Because it's not that old. It's just a month ago. The Lions had maybe change. the most impressive win yep. other than Whoa. other than Houston in the top ten, and they're below San Francisco yes, they and are. Dallas? I think San Francisco would win that game right now. Wow. They're fully healthy. Come on, man. Chase Young. Dude, okay. We go back and forth about what's recency and what my, and my power rankings combines recency with long run. You don't like it? <laughs> do your own damn thing. Okay? It's just this the is my power. There are many others like it, but this one is mine. You heard the drop? It's just the fact you had pile. them off your list. Right. Now they're off my list with a three-game losing streak. Correct. You Correct. just made the list. Yes, they did make the list again. Trent Williams is back, and then Debo Samuel is back, wow. and then Chase Young is added. You go take on the 49ers. You think they're such a pushover. Well, they'd have to go to Detroit right now. Right. And I think they would win that game. Wow. Number two on the list are the Kansas City Chiefs up one. They had a nice bye week, although Denver won and Vegas won. Chargers lost. But here come the Chiefs, man. And number one on the list is a team that they are hosting on Monday night. Boy, how excited is ESPN and ABC and their family oh, of networks I mean, for this one? Record breaker. It is the Super Bowl rematch. And when you have Super Bowl rematches sitting there in week 11, you're hoping against hope that everyone's healthy. And you're hoping against hope that they're equally as good as last year. And check those boxes. I think the NFL purposefully had this Super Bowl rematch with both teams coming off of buys just to make sure Smart. anybody with a, a, a ding here yeah. or an issue there and a one to two week injury is going to be ready for this one. And it does appear that most everyone is going to be ready for this one. And I couldn't be more excited for it. And it's going to be awesome. And I can't wait to see it. And they're number one on the list. And dropping out are the Browns because I feel in the long run, this is going to be a problem for them. And then the Seahawks, I dropped them out too because I think the Bengals would take them out if they played them right now. No Steelers, huh? No Steelers either. Mm-hmm. They're they're right on the cusp. They're like 10A, B, and C. What can I tell you? But I can only put 10 in here, and that's my power rankings, and I'm sticking by it. It ain't easy. It's getting tougher. Okay. It's getting tougher each and every week. Mm. But I thought of you when I put the Cowboys above the Lions. Uh, I did that for you. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, it's, you know how I feel about the Lions. I did that for you. Well, more importantly, I know you feel about the Cowboys, so I just uh, I'm I, not sure. Let me cape. I oh. want to cape one more time. Or okay. look up, put that on. cape on. All right. I'm going to cape. Make up for that for the Lions fans who think my. Oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, that's a five. Is, uh, hold on. Man, hold on. Hold on. Everybody, everybody just relax here. Okay. Relax. All right. Here we go. I'm going to call up this game log. Here we go, baby. Let's talk. Let Dan, us Dan talk. Campbell Stones, is that no, what we're talking no, about? No, no, <laughs> no. Let us talk about Amon Ross St. Brown. Son I said on this show last year he's a top 10 receiver. And you guys, like, really? I don't know that. Because uh, you were less than he was. I was the one who, he I was, was one of the first ones onto that nickname. I think I was the first one to say it in the uh, I understand that, but top, top 10, top 10. Okay. Top 10. Here is Amon Ross St. Brown's last four games. Last four games, okay, against Tampa Bay in a 20-6 to win. 12 catches, 15 targets, 121, 124 yards and a touchdown. Remember that one that he got that block? I believe Craig Reynolds opened it up and oh, he just yeah. goes in. 
he's so smooth catching the football. And then after he catches it, he's so quick to the he's sidelines. Nice, and he is just nice. brilliant. And he's got a catch radius for – he's unbelievable, man. For somebody who's six flat 202 officially. And then at the Ravens, when he got crushed – 13 catches, 19 targets for 102 yards. Um, against Vegas, six catches for 108. Against the Chargers, eight catches for 156 and a touchdown. Against Green Bay, a mere five for 56. And that touchdown, though, that was huge in that blowout. Before that, week three against Atlanta, nine catches, 12 targets, 102 yards. Against Seattle, who for some reason the Lions can't beat, six catches, 102 yards in that one. Dude's amazing. Dude is amazing. And I know CeeDee Lamb said he's the number one receiver in football right now. Tough to argue with that. I mean, just um, I get it. Right I, no, no, no. I, 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 he is 100% against many odds, including from within the, the calls from within the house has turned himself into a number one receiver of the bona fide A++ all-pro variety. 100%. Top five receivers. Top five receivers right now? Um, I would go uh, CD, A.J. Brown, Tyreek Hill, um, just off the top of my head. No, those are good. Um, Top three in receiving. I'd have to throw Keenan Allen in there. He's balling. He is balling. I'd have to throw him in there. He's fourth in yards. Um, maybe I'll throw Amon Ross St. Brown in there because I love him so much just because I covet him. Um, Justin hey. Jefferson's been hurt. Yep. Yeah, that's the only reason. Okay. He's not. No, no, I know. Justin Jefferson's been hurt. Devontae Adams has been missing completely. Um, who else am I missing off uh, the top of everyone's head right now? Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs. Amon Ra. Amon Ra is top 10. He's top 10. Puka is sixth in yards. I get right it, now. but, you know, that's been an issue lately. Cooper Cup is is in this mix, too. Mike Evans is balling. I get it, but Amon Ra St. Brown, top 10, come at me. Come he's, at me. And I said it last year, and he's proven it this year. And man, he's so good. Yeah. He's so smooth. He gets so open. And then he's, he's tough to, he's tough to, Tackle. Yeah, one of four receivers this year averaging over 100 per game, 100 yards per Unreal. Game. Unreal. Let's take a break. Let's get Bruce Feldman out here, Let's shall we? Let's do it. All right. Fantastic. Do it. This is going to be great. What are we going to talk about? I don't know. College football. Anything. Let's do that. <laughs> Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased 
in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. All right, we're back here on the Rich Eisen Show. We're back. Bruce Feldman is here, everybody, from Fox Sports and The Athletic. Good to see you, sir. Good to see you. Where are you going this week? Uh, I'm in studio. Thankfully. Hey! So, yeah. That's great. So no plane trip for you? No. When was, no the last, when was the last week you did not get on a plane? Uh, Emmanuel Acho had something to do, and so they flew me. Uh, they kept me in the okay. same deal. Like, both right. Acho and, and our buddy Chris Peterson are not going to be in studio, so I'm stepping in. Okay. So you're you're that's cool. And I'm there Friday when your old buddy Dion has a game on FS1. Uh-huh. So that's a good game. So tune in to watch the Buffs. And Saturday, you know, I I won't miss being. I like Maryland, but I won't miss not going all the way across to Penn State. That's a long trip from here. Well, I mean, yeah. So what is that? Uh, you're connecting through Chicago. Yeah. Is that what it is, or what is it? Either that, or you're going through Philly, and then you're basically riding a bus with wings down to State College. <laughs> a bus with wings. Oh, nope. it reminds me of one of those nope, like nope. It's those kids shows I used to watch when my kids were nope, nope. It was like a magic. There's a magic school bus or something like that. <laughs> At any rate, all right. So our radio audience is going to return in in a minute. So a few things I want to hit you on is a uh, coaching carousel okay. that's already Great. spinning yeah, right now. Started spinning big this well, weekend. I know, right? Exactly, and, and and obviously something that's going on here right now. I want to hit on that as well with Chip Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know there may be something else going on on Friday other than the Dion game. You mean legally? Yes. I mean that. Legally. Yes. You know, I have a sports legal degree, just to give you an advantage. Do you actually? I do. <laughs> From Tulane University, Gabe Feldman. Uh, Is there any relation? Mean, no relation. Okay. Um, <laughs> that uh, Gabe... Uh, bestowed upon bestowed you? Bestowed it upon me because of Is this the... this like a key to the city deal? No. I, well, I mean, <laughs> like, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't hire me to argue legally in a court of law. But I had it. Uh, he gave it to me because of all the the nonstop, you know, hits that we did during the NFL lockout. But he so this he, is not a real he forgot thing. to sign it. Okay. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, eight four four two zero four Rich. Number to dial here on the on the program. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Bruce Feldman is here. Everybody, right here from the Athletic and Fox Sports. Good to see you, sir. Good to see you. Let's just jump into the coaching carousel. Um, is Chip Kelly on the hot seat right now here in uh, Los Angeles? It definitely warmed up with them losing uh, on Saturday night at home against a really terrible Arizona State team. 
And the interesting part of this is for most of Chip's run there, they really struggled on defense. Well, he, he made a really good hire this offseason, uh, Danton Lynn, mm-hmm. whose dad is a former NFL head coach, and everybody knows, you know, was a, was a guy who grew up in football. They've been really good on defense. They have some really good players. Offensively, they have really struggled over the second half of the season, especially. You know, they're down to, like, their third-string quarterback. That hasn't helped. Um, their offensive line isn't particularly good. They feel like they're just kind of fizzling on offense. Um, they're 6-4, and four, and they have a, a reeling USC team. And it, it just, right now, they really need a win. I don't know. You know, there's a lot of chatter about frustration with fans. I think there's a lot of frustration with fans at UCLA for a couple of reasons. One, he got off to a super slow start the first three years. And right. then it turned around in the last three years. He's got it going you know, pretty good. But then they want it, you know, he doesn't recruit the way a lot of other people want to see him recruit in terms of like doing what Oregon has, you know, does or doing even what USC does where you're competing for five-star guys. You know, they have Dante Moore, who is the five-star big get, you know, a quarterback, but almost across the board, the best recruiting he's done has been in the transfer portal. And so there's that. And also you already have an apathetic fan base that no matter who's the coach there, I think they're going to, they're not coming out. They don't, this is not like USC football. They don't approach it that way. So, you know, if he loses and goes to six and five, it would definitely be a disappointing year given that they are backsliding into the season. But again, you know, I think, I think it's hard to say how they're going to operate. I don't think he has a huge buyout there. So, so is he coaching for his job against USC? Do you think? I wouldn't, I don't know if I would, say it as as bluntly as that okay but he definitely could use a win to quiet all the chatter around there because again i think it was just it was a really bad loss they just had that people looked at arizona state as the worst team in the conference and how do you lose them at home and only score seven points it's it's odd because chip kelly's one of the brightest offensive minds in all of football and we've seen that a lot at times you know through there but what's what's definitely noteworthy is They've really, DTR was a wild roller coaster ride and he played there for a long time. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of spectacular, and there was a lot of like shaky play, but they've definitely missed him because they just haven't had as much of a spark. The run game's been at times good, at times not so good. The passing game hasn't been what I thought it was going to be. Um, but again, I mean, I think, you know, he's, I could see them looking and saying, who are we going to get? If he doesn't, you know, do they try to poach Jonathan Smith, who's done a really good job at Oregon State, um, who's basically from Pasadena. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that would be an answer. Do they bring Jed Fish back? Yeah. Jed Fish was an, a UCLA offensive coordinator, and he has done an, you know, a terrific job at Arizona. Yeah. And I know some people there are very fond of of Jed. I don't know if if a Jed would leave, but like a big, it's now a big 10 school as big, opposed to a plum a gig just for that alone. You know, one would yeah. think, you know, even though the PAC 12 is definitely a tougher conference as currently constituted. Absolutely. Than the absolutely big 10. Yeah. There's um, no question about that. So it's a, it's an interesting dynamic that has come, that has come to light in like the last week in the last week. Yeah. Bruce Feldman here on the rich Eisen show. Uh, walk me through Texas A&M's options. There's a lot of crazy names being thrown out there. We're going to throw some of them out, right? Like, so I think if you're a Texas A&M diehard, your dream candidate is the guy who's got the Detroit Lions rolling. He's a Texas A&M guy. Every time you see a minute of Dan Campbell in a locker room scene talking to his team, you're like, holy cow, 
that guy. That's the guy who should be the head coach here. But he's also the guy who may have them make a playoff run. The timing's awful. You're not getting him to leave, right? So right. out. Um, you have some other candidates, Dan Lanning, who has SEC ties and worked under Nick Saban and worked under Kirby Smart and doing really well at Oregon. I don't think you could get him, right? Um, I don't think Kalen DeBoer leaves Washington to go there either. The guys I think are more realistic. Mike Elko, the head coach at Duke, was a former Texan and defense coordinator, really well thought of. Mm -hmm. He's done a terrific job at Duke. Now, he doesn't have a big, you know, long tenure there. He's been there for less than two full seasons. But I think in a lot of ways, Jimbo, I don't want to say Jimbo is more style over substance or anything like that. But I don't, I think there is an opposite component with Jimbo to me felt like, and everything I've, you know, I've talked to a lot of people this week about there who coached there, felt like Jimbo at, at, at Florida State was hungry and energetic and led him to a national title. And then the thing started to crumble underneath him and then he moved. And what, what A&M got was some guy who's like, had been almost consumed by the ego and the contract. And then they started recruiting, you know, they chased stars and had a lot of entitled kids and the discipline got off and it was a mess. I don't think you, I think Mike Elko could manage all that way better. I think Lance Leipold, who's done a remarkable job at Kansas, and quite honestly, Lance Leipold has done an amazing job everywhere he's been. Mm -hmm. He does no ties to the SEC, and maybe that would be a deterrent to some of them, but he is a culture builder. And the culture at Texas A&M was sorely lacking. So I think those are two guys that could be very attractive to A&M once you get past, these are not flashy names and they're not, big personalities that the average college football fan doesn't know who either of those guys are, but that shouldn't matter. Do they make a run at Dion? I don't think so because as much as Dion has, you know, strong recruiting ties and roots in Texas yes. and he's done a really good job, you know, elevating what Colorado was. I don't think like on the Dion side of this, even on the AM side, you have at Colorado, they went all in on Dion. Mm -hmm. The AD, to his credit, has, what do you need? We're going to make this happen. And they've ridden this ride, and I think it will get better. There's been certainly rocky moments. I mean, they're on a big losing slide right now. But at a and I don't think they get that kind of alignment for him. I, they don't have it because you had a lot of turnover with the president there. You have an interim, and it's just like... It's it's a lot of cooks in the kitchen, a lot of money people, and I don't think they go all in on what Dion is, um, and what he brings. And if I'm Dion, well, then if I'm Dion, then forget. I'm that. not dealing with it. Of course, I'm not. not dealing with it. If I'm Dion, I also probably am not in position to leave because I think he knows Shador stays another year. Shador could be maybe a top ten quarterback pick. Yeah, uh, Travis Hunter, who's like a son to him. He just transferred, you know, last year. He can't transfer again because the only way you can is if you graduate. And he's too young at this point, I believe, to mm -hmm. get another degree. So it's like it behooves them to stay longer. Also, I think it behooves them to keep recruiting in the portal because I think he can get them. You know, they'll go to the Big 12. They'll be much better positioned there if they can get a lot. They need to get a lot of big people in there who can play. They have almost none right yeah, now. Yeah, they need sand in the pants, man. A lot of sand. <laughs> they need a, a lot, lot of sand. Right. And they, if he can upgrade it, then, you know, he can win eight, nine games, I think. And then all of a sudden he can say, all right, you know, my guys are ready to move on. Now what's my next move? And maybe he wants to stay there and, and he yeah. could. You and, know, and, like, and, and I think he, he appreciates, you know, what Colorado uh, had 
gone they rolled into, out the red carpet and, and it, it seems like they have yeah. they have honored their word yeah and and it would just strike me as nuts for anybody to reach out to Dion and go well here are our terms it's just like okay get out of here you know like the, the, yeah, what's either the point you're gonna, then? You're, what's the right, point then? You, if you if you hire Dion, you literally have to do the Dion plan. It's, it's like just got to be that. It's like having it's like buying a the, the a super sports car and driving it <laughs> in like Del Boca Vista. You know, it's like <laughs> what's the point? Perfectly there's, there's said, no condos sir. Available but, in Del Boca but, Vista, you know, obviously. yeah, take the pen. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Feldman here uh, on the Rich Eisen show. <laughs> okay, let's talk about America's team. What'd you think of that comment? Par for the course. <laughs> look, none of us can look away from this because he's incredibly polarizing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny when this stuff started to kind of, and when I say this stuff, I mean like two days ago stuff. It's all so long, but yes. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. He's I got this big thing with Judge Judy yeah. and him and I think Jack, this is may have been the first day. I remember we did like one of the first national interviews with him in Ann Arbor. And it was like, just get there. Jim's going to do it now. And he went off on this random, not a rant, because mm -hmm. it wasn't a rant. He wasn't pissed off about it. But it was like something about like yeah. Judge Judy. And I'm like sitting there going, are we going to use this? Or like, you know, he went down this, like he's fascinated by all this yeah. stuff. Yeah, Bobby yeah. Perry Mason, I think he referenced a few good men the other day. And, you know, <laughs> like maybe Rob Reiner. I, I, you know, like it's very surreal with Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Very. Yeah, he talked about, you know, because he sounded like he had a cold or something like that. And he said viruses, like he, he's the wall that viruses bounce off of. And how he's, he's now raising chickens, so he doesn't have a problem with people eating the nervous bird and stuff like I mean, bottom line is, what happens Friday? What is going on here? Like, what, what happens on Friday when there is a hearing for a temporary restraining order to get Jim Harbaugh back on the sideline. And get line. them through Ohio State. Well, I guess. I, I don't know. I mean, um, the, the, you know, how, what's your th sense on how this works? Is this going to be like a Jim, you know, he's the team's flying to Maryland while he's sitting in front of a judge testifying? Is I that what's happening? This, or like, what, almost this all the people who you would think matter were very convinced that they that they will win this. And on Friday. Well, they weren't were they convinced they that they were, were going to win it last Friday? Friday. Last I mean, Friday. people, you know, whether it's the Big Ten, whether it's on the Harbaugh side, we're like, oh, yeah, legal people are like, okay, this is going to, he's going to get cleared like that. Um, and it was almost like, okay, maybe this is the best case scenario for Tony Petiti in that he looks like he's standing, he looks like he's standing up for the rest of the Big Ten, does what he can do, and then all of a sudden it goes into a Michigan judge, and the Michigan judge was like, and he's cleared. Now, look, that's that judge right now on Friday. Jim, you know, Jim Harbaugh being there in person. Um, he says he wants to speak. Let him speak, man. Like, I, I do think, you know, the part that's that's crazy in this is like in the statement Tony Petiti, Tony Petiti put out mm -hmm. on Friday, uh, last Friday, was we're not sanctioning Jim Harbaugh. Oh, whatever. Okay. That was, like, was that was the legalese that stuff the legalese to stuff. try and, you know, basically tell a judge that's looking at this, there's no irreparable harm because we're 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 not going against the coach. This is nothing personal at all. Remember last month or whatever we were talking about and yeah. I've said it's not personal with Jim and you kind of shot me one of your famed looks when we're having this conversation. But of course it's personal. There is nothing in my mind that I don't doubt 
that it is something personal against Jim Harbaugh. Where, the, but, but they're allowing him to coach during the week, but just not on the weekend. Like, what sort of cockamamie arrangement is that? The weird part of this, and as we take like two steps back, yes. is that I think I think Tony Petiti got himself in a in a untenable position by having these meetings with the other coaches from the conference. Because at that point, it comes into, um, you know, I don't know if I can say, I, so if I don't know if I can say it, I can't say it on this. But like a, a, a cry, you know, like you're just all coming down and going, hey, this is wrong, hey, this is wrong, and they're putting so much pressure on him, where you almost never have that in any form of an NCAA justice system. Ever. This is, this is so unprecedented in the fact that we, the, the investigation is not complete it's well, not complete and I, it's just like if you have something put it out there you well, know the, what i'm the saying part so that i will i will like push back on that okay. is like okay the evidence that they have and they shared it with you know the the nca on a call with yeah where with michigan lawyers and regents were listening in or something and like all that. this but they uh -huh. shared it with michigan uh -huh. and so they can go through the evidence and some of the video evidence that they have could be damning for connor stallions and michigan and jim harbaugh is the head, head is the head coach so he's oversees all that now what the punishment is for all that because because if you know i'm sitting there going okay that taints you know jim harbaugh is the head coach that this happened on them and they can yeah. they've shown this evidence or whatever but then it, what is that worth is that worth you know x amount of dollars because they could find him a billion dollars and that wouldn't matter like that you know to me would be like that's not going to be good enough for anybody in the big 10 you know they could but it has to be the suspension of Jim Harbaugh. But what is? How long is Jim Harbaugh supposed to be suspended for? This? Because we don't know. You don't. You you can't tell. It's totally arbitrary. Let's just choose three games because it's the rest of the regular season. Because we don't know what Jim is guilty of, other than currently, right now, running a program where somebody was running completely amok. But and he's we, responsible for it, according to the NCAA, not right. the Big Ten. Am yeah, I the wrong? Big Ten is part of the NCAA. Well, no, but the Big Ten's rules. Yes. Right. I mean, I, I did my best to read that 10 page document or 12 page document, whatever it was, that was attached to the four paragraph statement saying Jim's out where there will be no questions taken. And I, I did my best to read it. And all I kept thinking to myself was, where where did the three games come from? Is it just because it's the rest of the regular season? It's like, the most important part of the regular season. I guess. So, I guess look, man, we, we can go back and forth. If on, you're, let me ask you this. Sure. If you're Ryan Day, the last two years have been what they have in the Big Ten. Ryan uh -huh. Day, great coach. Mm -hmm. Michigan's had their number the last few years. Uh -huh. If you're going into this, do you like this? Shouldn't be the justice system of of how the Big Ten operates. But if I'm them, if mm -hmm. I'm Ryan Day, I actually want Jim Harbaugh to be the coach of Michigan when I play him. Because what happens? You beat them, and we just saw them beat Penn State. It was mm -hmm. at Penn State. Mm -hmm. They were the better team. Um, Maryland, I think you could coach them against Maryland. Oh, you do? Oh, I do. Okay. I do. All right. Um, I'm not available. But, you know, but, but again, not a okay. knock on Sean Moore. Not even really a knock on Maryland. It's just okay. like, the, okay. I think they're that much better. Okay. But Ohio State, if you're, let's say, let's say Jim Harbaugh is still suspended for that game and Ohio State ends up beating them, upsetting them like 31-28 or whatever. Like, if you're an Ohio State fan, does that really get all the pressure off Ryan Day? And oh, all absolutely this stuff? it does. Oh, please, let me speak on behalf of Ohio State fans. All it takes is just one-tenth of a point better than Michigan, and what it proves is that Michigan only beat Ryan Day over the last two years because, because of cheating. the cheating. 
That's it. But there's no. That's what's at stake. Jim Harbaugh's not coaching in that game. If I say. No other piece of stakes on this game than that. And I and I say this knowing that this means the winner moves on to the Big Ten championship game and potentially the loser is out in the college football playoffs. That's just the 2023 stakes. I'm talking about legacy stakes, all-time stakes, argument stakes. All it takes is for Ohio State to beat Michigan by one infinitesimal whether Jim Harbaugh is there or point. not. Whether Jim Harbaugh is there or not, it proves. Oh, the reason why we've gotten our ass kicked the last two years. The reason why to forget about the the whole idea of not being able to stop Donovan Edwards or Aiden Hutchinson. We could go on and on about the line of scrimmage argument that Michigan dominated in front of everyone to see. Doesn't matter. Ohio State beat Michigan this year. Doesn't matter if Jim's there or not. It's because Michigan was cheating. And everything that Connor Stallions did was 100% with Jim Harbaugh's knowledge. And everything that they did every step of the way, from buying the tickets, to shooting the video, to taking the video, and discerning off the video, what they were doing with the play calling, and then in the moment, in real time, when they did it, it was all worked pristinely. Never once did it fall apart or they got the wrong information or the video was shaky. Never once. That is what is at stake if Ohio State beats Michigan by any stretch of the imagination. So the flip side of this, yes. as I infer from you, is that whether Sharon Moore is the head coach or Jim Harbaugh, if Michigan wins, and let's say Michigan covers, whatever it's going to be, let's say Michigan wins 28-20, uh-huh. then does that invalidate everything else from the last two years? Absolutely. That's where we're at? Invalidate what? That, 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 because, hold on a second. Michigan has not lost since Connor, Connor Stallions has been ripped out root and branch and sent packing with all of his vacuum cleaners and everything else. They have not lost. They have actually, everybody's been given a heads up for weeks. But this is the first, for this, weeks, this was the first really good opponent weeks, they played. Oh, correct, fine. But, for, but, but if Michigan was so inept over those years that they needed to cheat in order to actually not lose a Big Ten game. And by the way, forget the fact that some of these games against Ohio State, Michigan was losing. Forget the fact that Rutgers beat him on one play earlier this year, you know, to go up early. And forget all those moments where these systems clearly didn't work or weren't completely effective. Forget all of that. They cheated. You know, Paul Feinbaum thinks that this guy's the worst human being on the planet. We're seeing that on ESPN. All of that gets flipped if Michigan goes the rest of the way without the system ripped out root and branch. You don't believe so? You don't believe so. It, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't remove the fact that they should be held responsible for, for it when an investigation's fully complete. Doesn't mean that they shouldn't receive criticism or scorn for it, but what it does remove are any asterisks in anything that Michigan needed it in order to be dominant. How does winning the rest of the way not communicate that? I think this is like nothing can be that cut and dry. I get where you're. I totally get where you're coming from. Okay. Um, I feel like I cannot wait for this game. I cannot wait to go there for Thanksgiving. It, like I feel like it's going to be the, like the last scene from Slapshot. You know, where you're having like oh, yeah. such a like. You know, there was a part. So we, I think we did talk about this like a month ago. So Notre Dame game, Ohio State wins there, and Ryan Day, very emotional. Where's Lou Holtz? 
and it's Ohio State versus everybody. Yeah. Being on that sideline, the Michigan sideline, like right before kickoff and right after, you know, there was definitely T-shirts and or Penn State sweatshirts. Yes, I'm sure. Uh-huh. There were Michigan versus everybody. With the possible exception of like when Cam Newton was Superman for Auburn, I cannot remember a a now there there might have been like a Jerry Tarkanian UNLV team that's like pre my time covering the sport, mm-hmm. but like I can't remember an elite team that had this much of like feeling like we are against the establishment right now. Like Miami definitely had that, you know, when Jimmy Johnson was there, um, when Dennis Erickson was there. This, but Miami was like an independent. This is Michigan against the Big Ten. So much so, and again, I hesitated to bring this part up, just like being there. I remember thinking, one of the first series of the game at Penn State, uh, it's like a fourth and three for Michigan, and Penn State gets a running into the kicker penalty, running into the punter penalty. Oh, they picked up, they picked up the and flag. And they picked up the flag. And, and, and Fox didn't show the replay. I'll be honest, I heard about it through so many of my friends, and they're like, where was it? And then I looked at it. Through Honestly, an unbiased eye, and you said... No, through an unbiased eye. I swear to you, through an unbiased eye. I'm at the craft party in Germany. I'm watching this on my phone and scrubbing it back. And I didn't see it. And I did think to myself, okay. Wait, you didn't see... Wait, you didn't I see, didn't see him being shoved into him. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't see that That to to pick up a flag. But the To part, pick up a flag. Yeah, the part, okay. like, the part that I wondered about was after that, thinking it was a five-yard penalty, and then you get a first, first down, down, and it's right. basically a turnover. It's a turnover. It's yeah. a turnover. Right, correct. Was, this is where we're at with Michigan and the Big Ten right now, yeah. where every call is going to be questioned, because now the way this language and the AD, Ward Manuel, uh, issued, maybe it was an hour before kickoff, like a scorching statement yes, he about did. the Big Ten. Yes, he did. And I was just like, oh, my goodness, this is nasty. Why don't they and go to the Big 12? What? Yeah, if they're so angry with the Big Ten, leave. Everyone else is switching conferences. No, no, no. The because then, no, well, I mean, uh, there, there's contracts, there's all sorts of stuff. And you know, can, can you stick around? Sure. Let's take a break. We got to take a break. Let's continue this on the other side. This is too good, as they say in the business. Uh, Jason McCourty as well coming up right here. Bruce Feldman sticking around. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit gametime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
All right, uh, two minutes in Roku, and then about five after that uh, with you, sir, Bruce Feldman. Um, is there? Do you know the actual legal part of this on Friday? Have you gotten? Have you dug in? Do you have? I mean, like, th- th- will there be a decision Friday? Yes or no from the bench? You can go off to Maryland, or I you don't cannot? know for sure. On okay, that. we like, don't know that the stuff we thought was going to happen. You know, then to find out that this is the judge who people initially talked about. You know, has stronger Michigan ties than right. you would have thought, but. Um, they were, yeah, people were so confident they thought we were going to have it. At this I know. point, I'm like, oh. and now, and now I wouldn't be confident either because, you know, um, I'm, I'm, everything that I'm reading is just, you know, you normally uh, when a TRO is asked for, it's either granted or denied there, not like we'll talk about it in a week. Yeah. And then, um, and then it'll be difficult for how, how can Michigan say there's irreparable harm here when you when, just won? You just won. <laughs> I know. This judge could be like, well, if I'm not mistaken, you you ran it 28 straight times. You know, like this also overruled. You know, like this reminded me a little bit of Mike Leach's case against Texas Tech in that there was a lot of pushback about the hazing and stuff like that. Well, yeah, but he was like owed a lot of money, right? And then it was like, was he smeared in this? And then he ended up getting a job, and it was like, I think people, and again, I'm not a legal mind at all, but like. I think there was a rationalization part. It was like, well, he's still getting, he's still going to make a, a lot of money in this job. So it's not like he can't get a job or can't get a similar paying job. Right. Um, the the part where I would say, you know, maybe feel more confident is after what I saw the other day, it's a really talented team. Like I still say, you know, I told you this like a, three weeks ago. I don't think they, I think they're fine without Jim Harbaugh. He's mm-hmm. there Monday through Monday, th- you know, Sunday through Friday. Which is crazy. I mean, like, that's nuts. But, no, it's not against him. It's only against the school. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, five minutes left with Bruce Feldman. Let's hit a little bit on what uh, Chris was talking about, because I do hear from a lot of Michigan fans and friends who are like, they should leave the Big Ten. If that's the way the new commissioner feels about him and the school, and that's the way he's treating one of the most valuable assets of the Big Ten. Like, I mean, (laughs) you're in the Big Ten. I don't think so. I don't think this is possible. But you brought it up. Like, can they? It was just a Twitter topic over the weekend. There's a lot of stupid things that are on Twitter. Of course. But why can't they go to the Big 12? Why would they go to the Big 12? The Big 12 makes way less money. That's an easy win for them every year to be in the college football No, he's talking about money. What about the SEC wouldn't take Michigan? The SEC wouldn't take that. You know what would be interesting about that? The SEC, I don't want to say ESPN runs the SEC, but it's a completely different like orbit they'd be in. Well, I imagine uh, my school uh, is not too fond of uh, the four-letter network in Bristol right now. I would imagine they are not. You know, I would imagine that they're not terribly pleased with them. But there's all kinds of TV contracts that I think that are so tied into this. You think you think there's a legal battle with Jim Harbaugh now? I can't imagine what that would be like if Michigan tried to to leave the Big Ten to leave. You know, they have a better chance to go to the CFL. <laughs> I get that, but you just see all the, like co- all the conference change up in the last few years. It just seems like, well, you, you don't, have, like, you but don't like, like what's going on here. Like, go somewhere else. Man, good luck for the Big Ten asking Michigan for anything in a long time. You know, and at some point, you know, hey, can you move this time for start time to accommodate this partner, that partner? And I, I, it's, I'm by the way, new it's rare. phone who dis. You know, I'm sorry. I, I gave my phone to Connor Stallions two years ago. You know what I mean? Like, honestly. Get out of here. Your your relatively new university president, though, is all in. I know. And it's like he, he is, and I'm sure Jim appreciates it. I would imagine. And Ward Manuel, that was a conversation. Is that you know the the athletic director and Jim, despite both being you know on the same uh, team, yeah. right? On Bo when, when Bo was coaching, 
um, you know, that they were gear grinding too. No, absolutely. That's I mean, all you hear about it. But, but I mean, it was a scorched earth he definitely um, had release. their back. And again, I think some of this that we overlook in the media is like, it's the players in the middle of this, right? It is the players in the middle of this. And, you know, I've seen people argue, oh, J.J. McCarthy shouldn't be in the Heisman race. Or, oh, you know, that, it's that, like Stephen, Stephen A. Was Stephen A. was that, saying yeah, they yeah. shouldn't even be in the, they should sit out but until the college football, watch college football. No, 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 I mean, look, I mean, but the, but then Desmond pushed back and, and told him like, look, you know, these are the actual facts and this is what's going on in the field. This is what the, the game tape shows. And even Stephen A. changed his mind. But we had RG3 on before and I'm like, you know, did Feinbaum, ne- you know, not get a hug once from Harbaugh? Like what happened? And um, and he said that there's some things that they can't report that they know of that makes them feel, I guess, a little more strident. Uh, and, and that's the whole thing again. It's like what is known, and the fact that well, this some was of the video done. stuff that I think that the Big Ten feels like it has. Mm-hmm. Again, it's like, but the, but that video, do we know it actually led to Jim Harbaugh saying, pay pay that guy to buy more tickets? You know what I mean? Like, that's the well, point. Well, then it has to come down to if the Big Ten is has said, which it has, that it can't conclusively uh, say that Jim Harbaugh had knowledge of this, it still, to me, gets you back into this area where, okay, he's, gu- he's guilty of him because of him because it's that NCAA rule where it's like he's on your staff. And I think if a lot of other people knew where there's other assistants, they can say have knowledge yes. of what Connor Stallions do, but whether Jim Harbaugh didn't, I mean, to me, that's a different threshold, right? Um, it's all so, like, it's all new stuff, meaning it's like unprecedented. So like, again, what is the punishment for this? Cause I, I mean, you know, as much as the big 10 coaches spoke out to Tony Petiti, there's also a lot of coaches who will speak out and say, you know, this is wrong. You know what's worse? Tampering. And, you know, what is like... Although, you know what Amy Trask would say on What the Football, as she did the other day, uh, what's worse is stealing teams to break up the Pac-12. You know, that's what's well, worse. The Big Ten did, definitely did that. So. <laughs> that's what she's saying. <laughs> you know, she's just like, what's worse? What's worse behavior? You know, at any rate, thank you for coming on, sir. Have a great Thanksgiving. Oh, I'll see you next week before yeah. Thanksgiving. Uh, can't wait to see what happens with your alma mater. Nor can I, because the stakes are as high as they have ever been. Period. End of story. Jason McCourty coming up. Still here for another minute and a half. Um, yeah, man. I, I mean exactly what I say. Trust me, I want to win the Natty. Certainly if Harbaugh's going to leave, you know, I, I'd love to do that. But when it all comes down to it, you know. This is about the last two years, about the turnaround of this program, about what what Michigan has been, and in terms of our fans, me, prideful of the most, that there's this team. I mean, you see the ESPN, the number of times I've had it texted to me from Ohio State people and tweeted at me by Ohio State people of like, this was the record before, you know, the last two years, and this is the record, you know, Mm -hmm. since Connor Stallions has been around. By the way, that... Stallions wasn't there from the very beginning of that point of demarcation that ESPN keeps putting up there. So every single day, like do you hear what they say on first take, do you see what they're saying? I'm like, I, I, whatever, just win. And you're saying that that doesn't eventually uh, technically erase everything. I don't know. Like, like what do you do? Not you, but like if Ohio state wins by two touchdowns, um, I, I Does run it. Invalidate the last two years. I don't think so, but it, 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 
It's really interesting just to don't, me. This just turn, part just of it. don't turn on channel 206 on DirecTV <laughs> when that happens. It's just really interesting because then if Ohio, if Michigan wins by two touchdowns, then do you say, "Hey, everybody, shut up." Same intensity is what I keep texting. That was a Michael Irvin line. That's right? correct. Yeah, don't lose that intensity. Same intensity two weeks from now, two Saturdays from now. That on won't Fox. be there. That will not. Yeah. Good to see you, sir. Good to see you, Bruce Feldman. Everybody, Jason McCordy coming up as well, and your phone calls eight four four two zero four Rich.